Good morning, everyone. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to your November. Happy November, everybody. Uh, as you know, in America, things are going to start sh- slowing down, shutting down. This is this is the time they do not joke around about the holidays in this country. So uh, whatever business you were planning on getting done, start getting it done now, well before Thanksgiving, because between Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year, uh, lots of vacation happens, lots of people that you were talking to suddenly you can't find, uh, their schedules become more erratic, there's 10-day, 20-day vacations coming, so yeah, happy November, but get your business done before Thanksgiving. Um, whatever your plans are for this year, I hope that they went well, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I had a pretty good 2022, I have to be honest, it was, uh, very productive and I still haven't uh, finished a year out um just really putting some things in place feel good about where we are feel good about uh, the decisions I'm making and and the way to move forward as you all know you listen to this podcast uh dementia uh sort of overtook my life for a big chunk of it um this year and somehow I still managed to uh get a uh music project uh, produced and out, um, working with a great new team. I'm excited. Uh, the culprit manifest everywhere you listen to music. And, uh, this project is, uh, probably the most cohesive that I've ever worked on. So I'm super excited about that. You want to check it out? It's called everyone. Um, yeah, I just, you know, somehow managed to put my head down and little bits of my life were able to be, uh, tended to alongside caregiving. Sorry, just thinking about caregiving makes me tired. Um, but you know, I feel like we're at the crossroads of some part of this journey. Um, you know, I, I feel like when I look back, I have to be honest, I think she's been battling some sort of cognitive decline. Um, I would say for the last 10 years or so. And what's really interesting to me is a person in their 70s, like she was more vibrant. She looked more healthy. We could travel. There were just a lot more positive things. And then as she ticked my mom, I mean, as she ticked over into her 80s, it was just dramatically different. So, um, you know, I just think we live so much longer and they can keep us alive so much longer than maybe what we uh, would want, (laughs) you know, physically. Because you used to die, you know, elders used to die at 35 because the tribe needed, you know, that space and that food and that uh, uh, you were just taking up, you know, taking from the young people, from the babies. So you died. And I think we haven't really evolved past that. That's I think that's probably why so many diseases show up in your 30s and 40s, because you're just starting to live. We live much longer than we used to. And being able to outlive your brain is just incredible to me. So there are some very dramatic changes happening in my mom's brain. Uh, they're fairly obvious. And um, I want to thank you guys for praying for us and continue to pray for us and uh, keep us lifted up. And, you know, I'm I'm doing my very, very best. And I don't know how other people do it. I don't know how you could park your old mom somewhere and just leave her unattended. I you know, just park her in a, in a facility and be like, good luck. You know, I 
personally would want, I want to do that, but I can't. I just don't know how to do that. And I just have a feeling my father would come back and haunt me if I did. Anyway, because even when I was in high school, he'd be like, you got to look after your mother. I'm like, that's not my job. He'd be like, yes, it is. You only get one mother. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. And they were in the middle of a bitter divorce. And maybe it wasn't so bitter. It seemed bitter. I was a kid. It seemed bitter to me. Divorce was traumatic. Um, And my dad would always be like, you got to look after your mother now. And I'd be like, why? She, uh." So, anyway, that was me and my dad, though. (laughs) We had a fun relationship. He was a good guy. So, anyway, I dreamed about him. I dreamed I, for some reason, I had to tell his brother, my Uncle Bob, that, that my dad had died. He had forgotten or something. It was weird. And uh, I brought him to tears with my memories of how great my dad was. It was deep. I dreamed that. And I just yawned. So sorry. Um, my life, even in my subconscious, is exhausting. So anyway, life is really good. I'm not complaining. Um, and I hope all those observations that I've shared about the caregiving, those really detailed stories, I'm not complaining. Those, That's just what's happening. But, you know, I, I'm not a complainer. It, it is what it is. This is a, a role that I've taken on. I'm a daughter. I don't know how to just park somebody somewhere and be like, yeah, you know, good luck. Maybe visit you once a year if I visit you at all. Like, that's not me. I get that other people can do that. I cannot do that. And so, yeah, I'm not complaining. This is what I signed up for. But it's not easy. And moving on. That Wuhan lab thing, look it up. The story is uh, produced by ProPublica and Vanity Fair. Of course, China is denying that that's the case. Um, But, you know, wherever you have greed and ego like that, what is it with these communist dictators? Like, they can't ever be wrong. They can't ever make any mistakes. Clearly, they were pushing this lab to be able to do things it wasn't ready to do yet. And they unleashed a global virus that shut down the world and is effectively killing our economy. And uh, it's all their fault. Just own it. I mean, accountability is just DOA these days. But it's a beautiful thing to be able to say, you know what? We made a mistake. You know what? I was wrong. I mean, it is so freeing and liberating because holding on to all that guilt and shame, and they have it. They just have it in private. You know, there's some shameful things going on, not just in China, all over. And there are people who should be accountable and held accountable, and they're not. There are people who should have some shame about the shit, and they don't. Um, I'm not saying be ashamed, but have some shame. Like, wow, I don't want to do that. That would be embarrassing. You know, people aren't embarrassed. People aren't embarrassed that they don't know how to read. People aren't embarrassed that they can't spell. People aren't embarrassed that they don't understand math. You know, people aren't embarrassed that they, uh, you know, have a bunch of kids they can't support. You know, 10 kids, three dads, that kind of thing. Come on. I'm being generous. 10 kids, probably six dads. But, you know, I, and I'm not trying to say you should be ashamed. But there's some things that you used to not do because you'd be like, whoa, I don't want anybody thinking that about me. And now it's like people have embraced it. You can throw the fat thing in there. People are like, yeah, I weigh 300 pounds. Who cares? You know, it's like, 
<laughs> and then so if you say something about their health, you know, listen, if you want to weigh 300 pounds, that's on you. You know, I've seen plenty of people who are morbidly obese. They don't seem happy to me. But if you're happy, fine. But I am going to say, wait till you get into your late 30s or 40s, and then we'll have a different conversation because your health is important. It And it matters. And no one is shaming anybody by bringing that point up. That's a real point. You know, diabetes, high blood pressure. I feel healthy. I've watched some girl on Dr. Phil's. Like, I feel healthy. My numbers are great. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably like 23, though. Wait till you're 43. You are going to be singing a whole different tune. Your body is not designed to lug all that weight around. Your knees, your joints, your feet. No one tells you how bad your feet are going to hurt as you get older. I'm telling you, we need to just stop letting all these emotional-ass people be in charge of everything. And why is everybody quitting Twitter? I honestly haven't noticed any difference. Listen, I'm no Elon Musk fan. I think he's an odd duck. He said a lot of things I find wildly inappropriate. But my timeline wasn't filled with anything, you know, egregious. I uh, I don't know what people are so... I, I don't know. I didn't get it. But a lot of people have broken up with Twitter. And it's like, well, I don't... I just... I don't get why. Um... My timeline didn't look any different, really. Who are you following? You know, or are you just going on there looking for hate speech and then you're like, oh, it's full of hate speech. Well, it is if you look for it. It always was. So I don't know. I'm too logical, I think, sometimes. But logic is what's going to save us because emotion is killing us. Y'all are too emotional about everything, especially these young folks. I respect it. I respect that you have these deep, deep feelings about everything. But you can't be emotional and precious about everything. That's just not how you get things done. (sighs) I dropped a tack. And I do not want to step on it. All right, everybody. I hope you have an amazing start to your November. I hope it feels good. I hope life is going the way you want it to go. Please be your best. Pay attention to your health mental as well if you need help go get it um yeah let's just be our best let's end this year strong right strong all right let's talk soon all right bye